Welcome to Base Space. A crypto podcast. Base Space. Yo, how's it going? Good, man. Good, how are you? Well, how are you? How's it been? How's it been? Nice to speak to you all. Yeah, we're uh, we're blessed to have you on, man. How's your day going? Is it day or night where you're where you're at? <laughs> I'm in LA, so it's six p.m. It's nighttime. <laughs> oh, okay, that that's cool. Yeah, we're uh, I'm in uh, Colorado, and uh, others are East Coast. Nice, nice. Hobie's here. Um, he's a listener. Uh, Hobie, after a request, and then Rohan is here as well. Rohan uh, on the bottom left. Uh, there's a microphone button. Just tap that, and uh, you can turn into a speaker. For for the record, I'm actually not East Coast. I uh, take offense to that. Whoa! <laughs> I didn't see you taking offense to that. Uh, <laughs> okay, Texas boy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Mr. Okay, Everything's I didn't bigger in Texas. Uh, nah, that's awesome. Um, Wait, who are we trying to get? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, I invited them both on. Uh, okay, I see. Uh, yeah, I just invited Rohan. They just got to hit accept on their phone. <clears throat> is it is it Aram? Aram? Yeah, it's Aram. Yeah, it's Aram. Aram. Okay, Aram. How uh, how how was your break? Uh, my Thanksgiving break was great. Great. I spent some time with family, but I still had to work through it, to be honest. Lots to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like being in the space, you know, you don't really get the traditional holidays off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I was working on Thanksgiving Day as well. I think you cut out. Or maybe I did. He'll read. I hear you. Sorry, guys. Yeah, sometimes it could be a little. uh, Just a second. Trying to get him. Trying to get the speakers up here. There we go. Hey, what's what's up, Rohan? Hey, there you go. How's it going, Rohan? Hi, hi, hi. How's it going, guys? Sorry, I'm having some trouble trouble with my phone. iPhones are not the best with these things. So many permissions that you need to give them to, in order to just access your mic. Oh my god! Privacy and security first. Uh, sure. Hey. <laughs> do do. <laughs> okay. Hey Doug, you're 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 made a speaker now. You just gotta unmute yourself. There we go. <laughs> I am Sorry. here. Who just told me they were in Colorado? Who is that? You too. What's up, buddy? So am I. Let's go. <laughs> the best state. The best state. <laughs> yeah. We could both visit uh, Charles from, Card- from Cardano. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go visit his farm. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to invite it? him? He loves to dunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we love, we'd love uh, to have him on. <laughs> him and Eric Voorhees, right? The whole East Denver crowd. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah are, you, huge, are you guys planning scene. on going? In February, yeah, I'm working on some stuff. Um, it's not official yet, so, but I, I, I like to attend. Me too. We're gonna have to see if we can get some tickets to that. Yeah, we uh, we probably could. We we probably could find a way to get in there. I mean, it's free. They just apparently uh, sell your info. I, I saw there's like some threads going around that that people were upset about that. Mm, that's Wait. not very uh, crypto like. That's not very uh, decentralized. I think they uh, they share with their sponsors. Um, attendees information. Yeah, I can't do it. Can't dox myself. <laughs> First name, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Last name, Pokemon. <laughs> okay. uh, <laughs> well, uh, guys, we're, we're really, really excited to have you on the base space. As you could tell, we're super casual space. Uh, we kind of just started this off. Um, I guess it's been over a year now we've been doing these guys almost, almost, almost a year uh, that we've been doing these spaces. Just kind of started out as like a friend group, just shooting the shit. And we slowly started to bring on projects and now it's like an educational space that we just bring on dope projects like yourself and educate the community on everything going on in the ecosystem. So welcome. Yeah, definitely. It's nice to be here and I have to speak to you all. Um, it is our first ever glitch Twitter space, by the way. So you guys, <laughs> this is pretty cool. The first ever one. We've never done a Twitter space ever for Glitch. Um, so this is something totally new for us. Not for me specifically, but for us, it's new. So it's nice to to be here. That's awesome. Yep. Very nice to be here. The first time I've ever come on call. <laughs> well, it's a good never thing to pick the best never Twitter space it. to do it with. Yeah, and I've actually like I've noticed kind of like an uptick of projects actually kind of regularly hosting community AMAs on on Twitter. It, it, it's like the product is like blowing up. It's pretty it's pretty interesting to see it kind of like unfold. Yeah, on a marketing perspective, Twitter Spaces are, is is really good for c community building and to just build that engagement and trust, you know, with with your community and and it's it's um it's one thing that we've really wanted to ramp up and and do, um, and so we're excited to actually execute on that. Um, and and we're happy that you guys are able to to speak to us and willing to um, come on the space. So that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe uh, maybe we could do some like quick introductions. Uh, my name is Me Too. I'm the founder and host, obviously, of the Base Space. Um, Chase, maybe then Super. Chase, you go first. Intro. Yeah, so uh, I'm Chase, as uh, Mewtwo mentioned, and doxed. I, I am from the South, so I'm, I'm out of Texas <laughs> right now. Um, kind of brought, came on to Base Space to help be a, a co-host and help Brian and bring you guys on and kind of like help vet projects and do the research and prep for questions. Um, and that's kind of like my role within the Base Space. And my name's Super. I'm the shitposting frog on Twitter. Uh, I, I help on the marketing side and just all the back-end stuff mainly. And uh, yeah, <laughs> no worries. Um, I guess I can introduce myself a little bit um, as well, right? And so my name's Ram. Um, I'm the marketing manager at Glitch. Um, I oversee all of the marketing efforts that we do here, um, and it's nice to, to to be here, you know. So so I am in Los Angeles, um, you know. Um, so I'm from the U.S. Um, I've had over five years of marketing experience. 
basically all of my experience has been um, crypto specific. Um, and I started building communities um, through other online gaming stuff uh, starting in 2010. Um, so that's really what kickstarted my passion for marketing and stuff. And then after I got into crypto, uh, I kind of just stuck with the industry and I've been learning a lot, been working with a lot of projects and now I'm with Glitch for the long term. And so, um, yeah, that's just a little bit about myself. Um, hi, um, I'm Rohan, uh, head of R&D at Glitch. Uh, so I deal with a lot of marketing, business, uh, some tech stuff as well on a daily basis. I think I've been in the whole blockchain space ever since 2015. That's when I first came across my same old story of, oh, you come across Bitcoin, then you want to buy it. Then you're very more curious about it. And then you start researching more about the technology as a whole. And then you move on to thinking, is Bitcoin and everything really centralized? What And, you know, you you keep diving more into this space and, and learn. And that's how my journey has been uh, working with. I was I started off working with uh, this blockchain consultancy firm that used to build uh, build blockchains or smart contracts for businesses from the real world that want to use the the peer to peer system for basically for supply chain and you know for all of these use cases and you know been with glitch over the last one year now and yeah been fun <laughs> yeah hey guys i'm doug also known as a hobie baker ghost um one of the glitch community advocates uh, i've been in the the glitch chat for a pretty long time uh, i've got 15 years of sales and marketing experience and uh, I've been just pretty heavy into researching crypto projects for the last few years. And uh, Glitch has just checked all the boxes for me. And so I started to get really involved here in the last two months, uh, building out a community-driven YouTube channel that goes in-depth to pretty much every partnership, every aspect of the chain that's being built. And uh, grateful to have been invited by the team to be a participant on this today. Oh, let's go. We got a full crowd. Yeah. yeah, we're happy to have you all, by the way. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, we've got Niels here, too. Um, he, <laughs> I don't know if he wants to talk or anything, Niels, but if you wanted to ever join the convo, you can hit that mic button. I'm sure they wouldn't mind bringing you on. Uh, but Niels is here. He's our uh, marketing assistant as well um, and our uh, copywriter. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely a full house. Yeah, absolutely. Request to speak and we'll bring you up if you want to hop in. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, super curious, like, um, um, like what what actually led you to to Glitch? Yeah, well, actually, <laughs> it's funny because I actually found Glitch uh, two weeks before I was brought onto the team. Um, but but what you know personally, and and this is just taking everything out of the equation um, regarding you know working for Glitch. I started investing in, or I started doing research on smaller cap DeFi gems um, and and really, you know, really thought that Glitch um, can make big noise um, based off of what they were building and, and, and you know, what has been going on. And, and they've, you know, originally there was a lot of hype and momentum as there is today. Um, so that kind of grabbed my interest. Um, the second thing is that um, Glitch is, is, is trying to set itself apart from um, the other chains kind of like in a different way. 
Um, and and one core way is, is that we're we're really trying to hone in on on the the aspect of 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 the retail investor, right? And and really focusing on the individual person, and rather than you know big whales and 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 VCs and and, and other hedge funds, um, you know, and and so that also resonated with me um, because you know I'm a retail investor myself, you know, as most of us <laughs> here are. Um, and, and, and so there's a lot of inefficiencies that other chains have provided. There's, there's a lot of things that, um, you know, uh, other projects don't, don't tackle and, and glitch is. And so that was the real initial interest of the project. Um, and then I was onboarded to the team about two weeks later after rigorous interviews and stuff. And so, yeah, that was my initial interest. Very base. And, and Rohan, was it, was it similar for you as well? Um, I think it was, for me, it was uh, more personal and something unexpected. So back when, um, back in the days, I was, I was really, really diving into, you know, a lot of the white papers and, you know, design thinking with blockchain projects, layer ones and whatnot, uh, who were just trying to do everything. They, they just wanted to be the next Ethereum killer, the next, uh, you know, uh, Cardano killer, better than everyone and, you know, something of that sort. And um, and I, I hopped into Sean. We, we you know, we, we went out a couple of times. We were having some conversations around around the vision of Glitch and, and what, he, what he really wants to do with Glitch. And that's that's what the start was for me. And then, you know, I went back read through the white paper, had a lot of conversations with Joanna, a lot of back and forth with them. And that was that that was my beginning. And then, you know, that's when I hopped in and then, you know, started 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 working and being a part of the team full time. And there's there's this one thing that, that Sean said that really, really caught with me and you know that this is something that I personally believe in that, you know, not every new blockchain needs to be an Ethereum killer. All of us can, you know, specialize in in one, focus on one thing that we want to specialize in and still, uh, you know, run parallel blockchains and, and, you know, grow this whole crypto ecosystem together. So that's that's something that really, really caught with me. Yeah, that, that that's wonderful, man. I, I love... Uh, everything about the crypto community, everyone's coming together. Everyone, everyone, there's enough for us to to build um, and have our own piece of the pie, in a sense. Um, so yeah, that's beautiful, man. Um, and Hobie, I'm curious, like from a community like standpoint, you obviously are a very active community member. What what led you to discover the glitch protocol? Yeah, great question. So for me. Um, I spent a lot of time kind of perusing, you know, low caps, you know, coin market cap, coin gecko, kind of looking for, you know, what's what's a standout project? What has kind of the things that I look for when researching a project that checks the boxes, right? You want to have a strong team that has great background that stocks themselves. You want great tokenomics associated with the project, but then you want to understand what their mission is. And when you're building a layer one, You've got to really be able to build a strong community that is very interested in what you're bringing to the table. What's the token utility? How do I get to participate? And those are all things that as Glitch started to really show what 
they were building, the level of partnerships that they were engaging with, how the token would work across each one of these partnerships, as well as, you know, the, the staking opportunities. And then to tie it all together, this really unique revenue sharing model that they're going to be bringing to market. All of those things really start started to pique my interest. And so I spent a little time doing a little bit more research, diving into these things and realized, wow, this, this is a tremendously undervalued hidden gem that's building a layer one that's purpose-built for DeFi so it can scale. It's got the speed, the finality, right? People don't talk about finality. Everybody spends so much time talking about transactions per second as like the big marketing thing. But I really look at finality especially when you think about bots and getting front run on transactions or going into an NFT sale as you know, challenges in the space more so than transactions per second in some cases. Um, the fact that Glitch is pursuing you know, sub-second finality, in addition to all the other boxes they're checking from a technology, security, and scalability perspective, uh, I was all in. And so as I kind of saw what they were building, you know, came through the summer and kind of the downtrend, but a lot of great partnerships were announced by Glitch. And I'm like, I, I got to take a step back. I think a lot of people are missing out on this. And that kind of drove me towards creating Glitch Talk, which is that YouTube channel that goes into each one of those aspects in great detail. That's awesome, man. I mean, Chase, super, we can, we can attest that like we know community is so essential in this space. And it's it was clear from like the time that we started promoting the episode that there is a huge community just forming around glitch. So many people are hyped. I'm sure. I don't know. Do you guys have people like creating memes and stuff around glitch yet? Oh yeah, for sure. We definitely have community members making memes. We make memes ourselves too, cause it's fun, <laughs> but, um, a lot of current <laughs> our graphic designer is the best. Yeah. He, 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 he makes a lot of memes and just posts them and shares them out and just circulates them, which is fun. Um, but we have a lot of passionate community members that are doing the exact same thing. Um, and, and, you know, um, and yeah. 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 It's, it's, I think it's crucial, uh, especially in this day and age, we, we see the power of the memes and what they can do with, with, uh, with Dogecoin. And just, you know, even if you look at projects like Chainlink, look at their community, the amount of memes that are being generated. Um, it's a huge yeah, brand exactly. awareness, brand awareness campaign, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm very familiar with the Chainlink community. Oh, actually, <laughs> putting Glitch aside, I was part of the Chainlink. I, I still am part of the Chainlink community, to be honest. Um, so I know that that there's a lot of um, you know memes. Like, you, you know, obviously, uh, meme culture is is super powerful. You know, and and we're seeing a lot of the same things replicated on Glitch during the early stages. You know, when Chainlink was around twenty, fifty, seventy, hundred. You know, uh, eighty, ninety cents. Um, you started seeing all the memes pop up on Twitter, all the memes on 4chan, and we're kind of seeing the same thing on Glitch. Obviously not to the same extent as Chainlink, but we're starting to see it and we're building momentum. So it's really cool what our community is doing and it's really cool to see how strong our community is because you can go on the Twitter cash tag and type in, you know, GLCH, do a quick search, you know, uh, you can have 20 followers, but get 150 likes and 50 retweets because <laughs> that's how strong our community is, you know? And it reminds me of the Chainlink community, which is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, we've got a really solid community. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really bullish on meme culture. Anytime I see a like protocol or 
um, really just any sort of project that has like a really strong, just like organic meme culture behind it that usually indicates that you should probably look into whatever it is just a little bit deeper because you can't really fake that. You know, it's like, it's like the equivalent of like the memes on the internet. It's like the equivalent of like, you know, if you're, if you want to rock apparel, right? Like it's like Nike, like having that like street culture where, you know, everyone's walking around wearing Nike or Adidas, whatever the brand may be. Um, it's organic. Right. And so typically where the memes are there, there's, there's, uh, there's some secret sauce there. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan of meme coins, but look at their communities. You know what I mean? Um, like Shiba and Floki and those memes. I mean, I don't really like <laughs> meme coins myself because I'm into projects that has utilities. Um, but there's a lot of meme coin projects out there that have a super, super strong community. Um, and they're doing super well, you know. So community is highest priority for sure. Yeah. And it's actually, I don't want to derail a conversation too much, but since you kind of just like brought that idea up and this is something I've been thinking about is I think at one, at some point in time, we may have to kind of figure out like what is considered a, like, what does it look like when a meme coin is like quote a meme, it's marketing is all a meme, but like the fundamentals are very strong. Does that make sense? So it's like, it's wrapped and packaged as like a meme. But if you actually look at it, like, what would that look like if it actually has, like, DeFi properties and, like, is a legitimate project? Like, I think it's it's a very real possibility that we could see, and we kind of are seeing, I guess, a little bit with SHIB, but, like, yeah. I think it's possible we could see a powerhouse emerge that is wrapped in package as a meme. But it, once you look underneath the hood, it actually is a strong working project with a solid team. And I think that's one thing we may have to kind of, like, um, maybe a hard pill to swallow on ct but i could see something like that occurring because it's free marketing right it, like it, it helps you grow with that new mobility yeah yeah i mean it's the same thing that you're saying now with okay let's go you know it's like taken originally from the chain community turned into something that Moontography is kind of um building up um and 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 their core community is is you know their messaging is meme yeah but they actually have things going on too so i agree with what you're saying it, it just really depends on what they're building on the back end of that you know not really into those but i i kind of feel that this those is the best example for this with with the whole positioning and with how they're going yeah we've uh we've definitely played around with the idea of doge like Elon Musk has enough money and enough companies to really turn it into something, right? Like purchase Doge with, purchase uh, Tesla with Doge, purchase Solar Power with Doge, like all of his services, Starlink with Doge, maybe get a discount by using them. Um, maybe you're able to mine Doge with his Tesla automobile, right? So possibilities are endless. Well, memes aside, right? We've got just a fabulous UI UX designer. Um, I think the logo for Glitch is absolutely amazing, right? There's a ton of things that can be done with that. They've been building out some great, not just memes for awareness, but the UI UX experience and testnet with the wallet, those things are coming along and are absolutely fabulous. So I think there, there's some things to share in terms of updates, Aram, from what I understand, in terms of where the wallet is at right now as things are kind of progressing. It's a huge roadmap of things for Q4 here. So I know the team is excited to talk about some of those things. Yeah, yeah. Um, let, let's do this. Like at a very high level, 
because I'm sure that we have people in the audience, like what is the glitch protocol, like in, in, in layman's terms? Yeah, sure. I mean, I can speak a little bit to this and I hope you can jump in because you're really good at explaining it too. Um, but basically glitch is a layer one blockchain, right? I mean, that's what it is. It's, it's purpose built for DeFi though. So while other chains are trying to be, you know, the quote unquote jack of all trades, we're very niche and we focus specifically for decentralized money market applications. And that's our niche. That's our specific target audience, right? So, so, so um, we boast um, up to 3K uh, uh, TPS, right? And, and that's kind of scaled through the revenue sharing vault that we're developing now. And so all official decentralized applications that are built on Glitch um, will be connected to this revenue sharing vault um, where all revenues uh, from those decentralized applications will be used uh, to scale the network, uh, you know, um, basically lowering transaction costs for the user. We're trying to make it stable, which is kind of a big task, but um, we're, that's in development. And then the other parts of the revenues are actually um, reinvested back into the ecosystem and sent to the glitch token staker. So anyone staking glitch. And so the way that that works is that those excess revenues from the revenue sharing vault are sent to the GEX, right? And so so the GEX is the decentralized exchange that we're building on the Glitch network, right? And so so the GEX will utilize those revenues and buy up Glitch tokens on the open market and then send it to everyone staking Glitch. Um, so it's basically a recirculation of tokens that are already in circulation because there's an 88 million hard cap, right? And so, um, so so that's pretty cool in terms of like the tokenomics um, aspect of it. Um, but as a whole, it, we are building a layer one blockchain. Um, we're building a whole DeFi ecosystem though. So it's not just the blockchain. We're In the future, we'll have a lending platform and NFT marketplace. We'll have um, all these different types of decentralized applications and we're partnering with um, a lot of people to make it happen. Uh, we have a lot of interest from other developers reaching out to already, you know, want to build on the the network, which is really great to see. Um, and and all of our current ecosystem partners, like Gpool, as an example, which is our preferred launchpad uh, for all projects built on Glitch, they're doing some amazing things too. And so, you know, they've already raised over you know two point five three million dollars um, for the projects that have IDO'd on their launchpad. And so the main one is Depot. Um, that one has already done like 30X or 40X on launch, crazy numbers. Um, and so if that one does you know, that well, imagine all the projects on Glitch, because at the end of the day, Gpool is gonna be incentivizing all of the projects built on Glitch to go on Gpool. You know what I mean? So there's just a lot being built um, on the back end of things. There's, there's a lot of potential for Glitch in the future. Um, and we know exactly where we're heading, you know, but, and it's just really cool. Uh, Doug, if you wanted to hop in and, and, and speak on anything else that I missed, uh, on a high level. Yeah, no, that, that's great. So, um, just to yeah. get a little bit more into the technology side, right? So they're doing a consensus mechanism. That's a DK delegated proof of stake. So, you know, in an order to really drive decentralization, uh, each epoch you'll have, you know, 21 validators elected by those staking 
And essentially their voting powers reduce over time. So you would have to continue to purchase more glitch as a validator to be able to continue to maintain your voting rights. So that will help for more validators to be elected and cycled through each epoch, which is really exciting from a decentralization perspective. And of course, when we talk about security, um, one thing that I don't think a lot of people really spend a lot of time thinking about, and I did a very specialized video on this, but Glitch has engaged with a company called Kurtosis Technologies. And Kurtosis is known for um, doing end-to-end -end testing and orchestration for complex blockchain environments. And so they have currently worked with uh, Avalanche, Chainlink, Solana, and now recently have also partnered with Near Protocol in performing those really deep, you know, um, long tail statistical type of distribution and measurements to be able to identify bad things that may be in your environment before they're a, a, an issue migrating over into production. So the fact that number one, Glitch has had the foresight to engage with such a reputable uh, and, you know, thorough organization to focus on the security testing pre-launch so that there are no bugs, there's no issues when you're migrating from ERC over to what will be the Glitch GRC standard. Um, and when you're staking, your funds will be safe, right? All of those things add up to the, the validation for me that Glitch is in this for the long run, that they're doing all the right things, engaging with the right partnerships, and Kurtosis just really solidifies that for me. Wow. Yeah, definitely a lot to unpack there uh, that you guys just shared a ton of a ton of knowledge. Uh, let's maybe start one at a time and go through. So I know you guys have the Glitch wallet. Um, can you guys talk about, obviously, the importance that that, that plays within the ecosystem? Um, so like any other blockchain, right? Uh, you, you need the core wallet, which will help users to obviously interact with, with the dApps on it. And with this wallet, we, we have really, really ambitious plans. I, I really don't know how much can I reveal here, but you know, we're also trying to have uh, browser extensions and you know all of these other things with it. And we're, we're trying to understand, we're trying to take everything that the existing wallets have and trying to understand how can we improve what what would we as a user like or how can we make these wallets as simple as possible but at the same time make sure that that the users understand that um, passphrases private keys and all of these things are so important so at the same time making sure that they're as secure as possible is something that we're really really focusing on and Rohan, do you have any plans i know you said you can't reveal a lot but are, are there plans to make that kind of agnostic um you know i know you guys are building this operating system but i i feel like kind of customer acquisition it's a very steep cost if people have to switch to new wallets so i was just curious like if you guys have any plans to kind of make that agnostic to maybe um areas outside your operating system, but it makes it easier for users to kind of come into the, the operating system that you guys are building without necessarily having to create a whole new wallet. Very much, very much. This is something that we're really, really looking at because uh, at the current moment, at 
right now while we're speaking, Glitch is um, on Binance and on Ethereum. So Glitch is already on multiple chains, right? So having having a wallet which supports other networks is, I believe, is, is very essential. Yeah, the Glitch wallet will be um, developed, it is being developed in iterations. So that's kind of what we do. We don't release everything all at the same time. We just launch in stages. Um, so the first couple iterations were like the, the web-based wallet where people can send transactions through the faucet, um, et cetera, et cetera, right? The next iterations will be kind of this browser extension wallet uh, to begin. And then over time, um, we'll be adding custom, uh, you know, tokens from other chains, kind of like TrustSwap in a way. Um, or, so sorry, um, uh, uh, Trust Wallet, sorry, in a way. Um, and, and, and so, yeah, so over a period of time, you'll see more and more um, things within the browser-based wallet um, and the extension-based wallet being released. Gotcha. Yeah, I think, um, it, you know, it's really interesting. I, I know MetaMask really kind of like a hold on the market, but um, I, I have used some sort of other wallets. And I think there's just so much room for improvement from like a user experience perspective. And also just a user interface perspective. I think there's um, there really hasn't been a ton of innovation, and maybe maybe I haven't seen what what there is to offer. But um, it's awesome to hear you guys are thinking about that um, because I think there's definitely some like some area or some ground that could be like captured um, in the wallet realm right now. Yeah, hundred percent. I also want to ask about the wallet. Um, in terms of uh, like wallet creation, I know you guys offer like offline and online creation, which is super cool. Um, but when it comes to like the, the numeric phrase, um, what do, what does that look like? Like how many how many chances do users have to use that? Is it pretty standard um, in terms of hey, use it five times before you get locked out of your wallet? What does that what does that type of uh, process look like? Yeah, Rohan, you want to jump in on this one? I I think um, there's 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 a lot still being developed, um, but I know um, the let me see here. Um, okay, let me let me see here. Um, let me check here. I just want to give some right information. Um, here, Rohan, you want to jump in real quick? I'm, just I'm not sure I understand actually. Like, can you can you come again? Um, like a lot of wallets, right? Like if you forget your numeric phrase or enter it a certain amount of time incorrectly, it'll lock. Is that, is that something that's, um, happening on glitch as well? To be honest for now, we, we, the, the gen general idea is you don't want to be locking people out. Uh, but we haven't really, you know, nailed it down yet. Uh, with regards to what do we do we really want to make that happen do we really want to do it or not there's there's a lot of things currently that um, is still in the works in, in 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 terms of the wallet which is the browser extension wallet um, but there are a lot of security things that are being added there's there's a lot of you know one tap security features on the top uh, to ensure that there's no intruders right in your wallet so you can quickly log off um, is one tap click. Um, I, I, if I remember correctly, there might be something around um, too many attempts, and then it locks you out for like thirty minutes or so. Um, 
Um, but again, more and more updates regarding um, the tech deliverables will be posted on the next December newsletter, which will be shared over the next few days. So we typically post all of our tech updates um, either in the newsletters or we do quarterly updates. So every single quarter, we do a massive tech update that provides everything in detail as well. Um, so all those things should be coming up too. Awesome. Yeah, definitely check out the newsletter, guys, if you want to stay up to date. Um, sw switching gears a little bit to kind of discuss um, the next area to kind of like break down that like large info dump that we had earlier. Um, yeah. So talking about the bridge, what what does the bridging process currently look from, um, I guess, like a user perspective first, but then also, I guess, from like a DAP perspective, like how, and how many DAPs are currently um, using the Glitch operating system? Okay, um, so since since we're not mainnet yet, right? Uh, the glitch bridge is only used for for the glitch token, and it's it's only available from Ethereum to BSC and vice versa. So so that's that's literally where we're at in terms of uh, using it and and the bridge being live. But but once we go mainnet, that's when that's when you'll actually start seeing the true colors of the bridge that we're actually working on, which is a V2 bridge that we're currently building, which would help Glitch connect with other blockchains. And obviously, all of the dApps that are building on, on, on Glitch, they will have their own native tokens and whatnot. So they can use that bridge as well to, you know, uh, transfer their tokens. Or, or we've partnered with um, Darwinia. Uh, wherein we're also looking at possibilities of NFT transfers across blockchains and, you know, transferring um, non-token assets or, or how to make that possible across uh, all different blockchains. So that's something that we're really, really looking into. Cool. Um Will the will the bridge also allow uh, like the transfer of of other L ones or or will stables also be allowed uh, through the bridge? Yeah, there's definitely going to be other they networks to connect for sure. Uh, yeah, Rohan, you were saying sorry, I just cut you off. No, no, I was just saying that you know um, interoperability is something that 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 we have been sp speaking right from the conversation starting, right? That we don't want to be a jack of all. We just want to master at what we want to do, what our major focus is, which is the financial activity. But we are very well aware that, you know, there are many other blockchains that do other things or that would do, or that do other things that would uh, better than Glitch. So hence, we are not wanting to limit the Glitch bridge just to, uh, one other big chain or something of that sort. So we'll always, as soon as we go mainnet, we'll always try to, you know, start collaborating with with other layer ones in order to be able to facilitate a bridge and then also understand how the, would the dApps run parallel or would we be able to transfer some assets uh, between them or um, which are apart from tokens or will the data be able to be shared or, you know, how the whole thing would look like. And obviously, yeah, the stable coins as well. 
Gotcha. And, and Doug, I think you had mentioned this earlier, but I, I wanted to kind of get this in. Um, you had mentioned that Glitch works on like a decay proof of stake. Uh, could you guys kind of like touch on that, like what that looks like for staking within Glitch? So Rohan, if you want to talk about that, or I'm happy, happy to do so as well. So basically, uh, because all of the tokens are minted, so stakers will be able to obviously use the bridge to migrate to the Glitch wallet. From there, they'll be able to stake to a particular validator. And it's pretty simple from there, right? And then based on the revenue share vault and those buybacks occurring through the GEX, then there would be a distribution in Glitch back to those stakers as part of that participation. Yeah, gotcha. in terms of... In terms of more technical details regarding the decay proof of stake, again, more and more updates over time will be released on all of our newsletters and stuff through iteration. So we're building and testing, building and testing. If it doesn't work, we try something else, build and test, build and test, right? So we don't want to, we're very careful with what we share because if we share too much information and then all of a sudden when we test something doesn't work, then we have to redo it and and then re-announce it and that will create some confusion so we're confirming every little piece of details um, through the testing process which is also why we're engaging with kurtosis you know so all of these more technical you know in-depth things will come over time especially during the newsletter and through some additional tech update articles that we'll be releasing through this uh through this month and December and then basically the rest of next year. So it's just there's there's a lot that it, that still needs to be released and unpacked, but it's all that information is coming. But right now, what Huobi said is is correct. Gotcha. And so, did you, I mean, do you guys have a kind of targeted APY that you guys are shooting? I, I know not to hold you guys towards anything, but um, just kind of like ideally, what you guys kind of envision or what you'd like to see for stakers within the protocol. Yeah. Oh, well, um, in terms of specific percentages, I'm not too sure, but I know that originally um, the revenues, right? So the GEX will be the first DApp that will generate big revenues um, for the revenue sharing vault and for which stakers, right? And so initially those revenues might be small and then it'll ramp up over time. So I'm assuming that the initial APY is going to be in the single digits. Um, and then over a longer period of time, it'll increase as there's more revenues generated, as more users join the network. And Glitch works as a positive like feedback loop, right? Where when more users and developers join the network, the network scales more efficiently, more revenues are generated, which means higher rewards for stakers, et cetera. And then more users join the network, more, more dApps are created, more revenues are generated, more, and, and then more people stake Glitch, higher APOS, you know? So, it's just a big, big feedback loop. And, 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 and so that's kind of how it's being built. Yeah, I'm actually, this might be a dumb question. I'm curious, like, since you guys are going to be like kind of an operating system, you're going to have a lot of different protocols within your ecosystem. Um, like, if you are a glitch staker, would it be possible to maybe have like a self-selection of like, maybe during this certain period of time, you're trying to accumulate a very specific protocol. So like, could that be an option to basically have selective payouts or will it just always be paid out in glitch to the stakers? No, 
it's going to always be in glitch always and and the other tokens the gex will most likely sell them and then buy it up in glitch and all the rewards will all be in glitch so all the value flows into the glitch token yeah um and from just kind of a high level from a, a user perspective um are there any kind of risks that users should be aware of like when staking glitch or um, anything that like an average user probably wouldn't be aware of that they should consider well um because we're still launching mainnet and everything i guess that initial migration process might be an issue to some people but we're going to make it as easy as possible in terms of security though i mean as long as you're using the glitch wallet um to to do the staking there won't be um too much that you're going to have to worry about considering that we're um uh, testing internally with our internal testing team and then we're also engaging with kurtosis rigorously um, to ensure that there are no vulnerability or that there's as little vulnerabilities as, as possible in the revenue sharing vault and, and in all of our core products. So that's how we're kind of ensuring um, that there's, um, you know, high security on the network. Gotcha. Yep, and just, just to add to it, um, I, I'm obviously not really going into the technical details of the bridge. We've we've really worked hard on the current bridge which we have between ethereum to uh, binance as well right in order to make sure that it is it it we don't lose our funds because it obviously uses core wallets and you know walls and many different things so even if a hacker would would try to or would be able to somehow hack the bridge he wouldn't be able to get access to the user's funds through the very bridge we have right now. And then from a securities perspective, once we go mainnet, I'm, I'm sure we're going to have the same practice across all of the dApps that we work on and the main products that we have, which is the wallet, Explorer, and the blockchain itself, Gex, and, and whatnot. But it also comes on the user's side because a lot of... Um, stolen funds or, or, or a lot of vulnerabilities that you see are, are through the phishing websites or are through users losing access to their, their their passphrases, which is the main key to their wallet, right? Even if you forget your numeric phrase or, you know, your passwords and whatnot, you can always get access to your wallet by by just putting in your, your, your passphrases. Um, and that is something we're working very hard on and that we will really have some sorts of a campaign around in terms of educating the users. And if you actually go and try the uh, wallet, which is on testnet right now, you will see that there are so many disclaimers, so many, many informations before you proceed that, hey, make sure you save your passphrase. Hey, this is what you need to do. Don't lose it. You know, write it down on a sheet of paper. So this is where the the consumer education the community education is something which is of a strong focus uh, for us as well wherein we really want to make sure that that everyone understands what phishing is that everyone like you know you click the right url always you you save your passphrase on a piece of paper and not in in the notes of your macbook or, or you know on a text document or a google doc on your on your on your computer that's absolutely not safe and and obviously with the kind of experience that we've that we've recently had wherein a user sent 20000 glitch which was about 30 40000 dollars worth uh, to the contract itself and the problem with 
Ethereum is ERC has a bad token. There's something called bad token in ERC, wherein if you send your if you send your any funds to a contract, you're not able to receive um, uh, retrieve it back. Obviously, after the ERC one three six three, if I'm not wrong, it's it's reversible and you know it's fixable and whatnot. But the initial ERC twenty tokens that were created, it is not possible. So if you send up send, end up sending um, USD to USD contract address, it's very difficult to retrieve it. Um, we were able to work it out with with our Binance tokens, and you know we were able to help the the users with 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 their tokens because twenty thousand glitch is a huge amount right now. But um, these are these are a lot of the things that we've learned and we are learning through the process, and we're trying to identify. How do we mitigate these risks, or how do we avoid these things to happen when, when users, when glitch actually goes mainnet, and you know, glitch is the blockchain that people are using, and you know, sending and you know, uh, receiving funds on. Yeah, that's um, that's awesome that you guys are thinking about um, the newer users. I, I think once you're in this arena for some time, you you forget really how confusing this whole industry can be and, and navigating it and knowing all the little ins and outs and do's and don'ts. Um, it's very easy to kind of get caught up and, and forget where you once were, you know, years and years ago. Um, the last question I had around staking um, was, uh, could you guys kind of touch a little bit more on the consensus mechanism? I think you guys are going to have it to where it's the top 21 candidates um, by the ranking of voting power will become like the 21 validators. Um, could you guys kind of touch on that? And then could you also touch on how, um, I think it was like Tendermint plays a role within selecting um, the validator? Yeah, what can we share here with Rohan? Because we want to be careful <laughs> with, with what we want to share. <laughs> I mean, uh, the the DPoS consensus is just very much explained in the in the in the white paper that we have, right? That that all glitch token holders are delegates, and then validators are the guys who are voted upon by the community members, and then you know the top twenty one are selected, and then they will be validating the next blocks, and you know uh, the election will always occur during an epoch for the next epoch. And so that's that's about the DPoS. Uh, with regards to Tenement, Tenement is a framework that you use to code blockchains, and um, it it doesn't play as much of a role in terms of identifying who the validators will be, or 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 you know who are the um, miners or, or you know other guys who will be validating the blocks so it's, it's just a framework to code a blockchain on or to build a blockchain on and um i'm not sure how because i need to be very selective with what i reveal so um one thing i can say is that uh we've we've really really tweaked the tenement framework a lot uh, in order to in order to fit it for for the kind of vision we have in terms of the transaction speeds, so the TPS and the revenue sharing model, because these two things don't really work well with with the whole tenement framework. It's 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 not as um, hmm, I forgot the word, not as 
advanced to be able to to help us meet these needs so we've really 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 tweaked it a lot and this is something that we're really focusing on uh, the transactions and uh, the revenue sharing which will play a very huge role in the whole uh, glitch uh, ecosystem yeah the revenue sharing vault is something that um, is essential to the ecosystem that scales it um, that it's it's is it, it you to reward every ecosystem user it, it it's it's basically used for everything and and that core revenue sharing vault is is literally um the core aspect of oh it's 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 basically the heart of the glitch protocol which is pretty cool um but yeah gotcha and braun could you could you touch um on the kind of like randomness factor like how how are you guys coming to um definitive randomness between the 21 validators to that are producing these blocks. Hmm, hmm. I am not sure how much how much can I talk with 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 regards to this over here. To be very honest, we're still getting approval from upper leadership as well to be sharing a lot of information. Um, and and, and like I said, things get shared through iterations. Um, but I know for the smart contract random. I mean, we've we're going to be integrating Chainlink oracles as well, so they're going to be doing a lot of that. Um, in terms of smart contracts, is cool, but but in terms of, of 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 you know any additional information regarding tech and stuff like that, I would really keep an eye out uh, on on the the newsletter, um, and in all of the other articles that we're posting and sharing throughout the month of December, and then throughout 2022 as well. And and all of these things will get cleared up. It's just a work in progress. It's an iter it's it's an iterative process, right? So it's all all these things will be released through different iterations uh, over time. Yeah, no, I, I completely understand. I know you guys are definitely working behind the scenes and um, yeah, you guys haven't launched yet. So uh, there's still some things that need to be worked out. Uh, I did actually have some questions I did want to get to around Chainlink and how you guys are working with them. But um, so I'll save that. I know we still have a few more uh, product information we're going to go over. I think uh, Mewtwo, did you want to cover the Gex? Or is that stupid? <clears throat> Did you want to cover that? Yeah, no. Yeah, I'll go ahead and take it over. Um, so about your decentralized exchange, what tokens originally are you going to uh, provide? So the decentralized so it's, I mean, essentially it's just going to be um, like Uniswap, I think, um, as, 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 as the MVP, right? But eventually as mainnet rolls out and as more decentralized applications build on Glitch, you know, obviously, we're going to be integrating, uh, you know, those specific tokens on the glitch list at some point. You know, like we're, we'll we'll have a list of glitch related tokens. Um, you know, and 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 so of it. But the first launch of the Gex will be an MVP version, basically, where you can do token swaps, um, and then that'll be it. You know, and and over time, um, through more and more iteration releases, uh, you'll be able to do a lot more things on the Gex. Um, and it'll also be blockchain agnostic too, so, 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 so you can um, connect to other networks as well and bridge to other networks by using the Gex. Um, the Gex, though, will be plugged in through Orion's LBP, um, which does a lot of stuff as well in terms of liquidity. Um, so that's how we'll grab a lot of liquidity to begin um, through our partnership with Orion. Um, and so, yeah, there's just a lot in the works regarding the Gex. Uh, in terms of design, though, we we have the Gex designs already done. The 
development is well in progress. It's 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 well in the testing phases as well. Everything's looking good. Sweet. Yeah. Um. And just to throw in there, I was talking to me last night about it. The UI is insane. And the, just to go back on the whole community aspect, community is also important, but I think a good user interface and a user experience is also crucial, especially when we talk about these new users coming in and, and using all these different DeFi protocols. Um, it can be kind of confusing. And so I just wanted to give you a compliment there. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so I'm glad you saw some images of the Gex that we released a bunch of images. So those are the ones that you're talking about, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have way more images that we can share too. I'll see if I can throw a few more um, on this newsletter here that we're doing uh, for December. But but yeah, the the development and, and the testing of the Gex is all going well. So it's pretty cool what they're doing. Well, that's yeah. good to hear. Yeah. Um, so, oh, good. I totally cut you off. No, 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 no. No, I was done. So, um, read that there's low fees and no slippage. Can you talk how that structure actually works for someone who's not as uh, technical? Yeah. So, the revenue sharing vault is kind of where this all comes into play. So, again, the GEX is connected to the ref this revenue sharing vault. A lot of the revenues generated from the GEX allows low transaction fees. And tech right now is trying to get fees completely stable so that there's no initial big fluctuations like you're seeing on Ethereum. You know, one day you can see a, you know, $40 swap. The next day it might be $400 swap. <laughs> Ridiculous, you know. So we're, we're, we're combating that right now with the GEX um, for sure, especially through the revenue sharing vault. I mean, that's kind of the core way it'll do. Um, and, and, and so in terms of rewarding users, the GEX, Again, we'll we'll use the revenues to buy up glitch tokens and then send it to everyone taking glitch. So, um, so yeah, I mean, in terms of a fees perspective, the fees will be very low on the gex. You know, also thanks to the high liquidity that Orion's LBP um, will provide to us um, initially. You know, and and so that's how we're we'll get a lot of the liquidity. That's how you'll get a lot of uh, limited to no slippage. Um, and then low transaction fees are, are are generated via the revenue sharing vault. Yeah, and like like Ram just said, uh, Gex will be a not-for-profit, and therefore all fees accumulated will in turn be added to the profit-sharing model or the profit-sharing vault that we're working on, which will in turn benefit the glitch token holders. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Yeah, all revenues from all official decentralized exchanges that we are going to be deploying on the Glitch protocol, 100% of all revenues will be reinvested back into the vault, um, specifically for all, you know, all users on the network. So it's, it is not, not profit. Um, and, and, and we're ensuring that there's going to be, you know, um, a lot of positive things that comes with that. Yep, and that's why that's why we've also made a decision to not make a native token for the Gex or the or the whole profit sharing model because then it'll be more advantageous for the glitch token holders itself to be rewarded with with the native token of the whole blockchain, which is glitch. Yeah, what well, I guess the native token of Gex is glitch, right? Because <laughs> it buys up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so it's it's not going to be like. Uh, cake for pancake swap or uni for uni swap. It's just going to be a glitch. 
Gags. And to kind of expand from that, I just want to make sure I have like a really good understanding of the vault. Is that uh, solely redistributed amongst uh, stakers? Like, what 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 are those funds going to be look like in terms of being used? Like, I know you guys have like a DAO component as well um, within the protocol. Like, what what is what is the vault funding look like? Yeah, the whole DAO thing is is definitely far off into the future, to be honest. Um, so in terms of the DAO, um, we haven't fleshed out any details in regards to that. In in regards to um, the rewards and how the vault works and everything, it's 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 sent to the stakers and it's sent to validators. And then the decay model um, basically allows, um, you know, obviously you have to buy more glitch if you're a validator, and it ensures, um, you know, more decentralization like that. So hopefully that answers your question. But but yeah, uh, most of it will be sent to the, the the glitch token stakers, and then those revenues will also be used to reduce the transaction costs on the network. Thank you. Perfect. Um, can you touch on why it's important to add the the block explorer as like one of the first products on uh, the glitch network? Well, yeah, of course. I mean, uh, so the, yep. the 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 block explorer is is important because that's kind of like the first interface that you see in and and to connect with the glitch blockchain, right? So, like as an example, currently for testnet, you you can make a wallet, you can um, access the faucet, right? But then you're there needs to be a way for you to verify that transaction, and so the explorer is important to have first uh, alongside the faucet and all the wallet and the you know, main it release, obviously, um, so that users can can verify their transactions, you know, search the transaction hash on the Explorer and visually see what happened rather than just um, a little notification on their wallet, you know. And so it's important for you to be able to verify, um, you know, the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rohan, you're going to say something? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Explorers are like the skeletons of blockchains. I mean, it, it, it's it's very important to have a block explorer in order to identify and understand, firstly, um, the transactions that are going through, how many transactions are happening. It's like for, for an average user like you and me, it's very difficult to, I mean, it's block explorer is something that visualizes what's happening in the blockchain. Otherwise, you just have to go and look in the code and just understand, oh, okay, this code, this new line is created. That's, that's because Aram, this guy transferred funds to Rohan. And through this, I mean, that's realistically, that's not possible for every, every uh, for a person like you and me to go and go and understand how the blockchain functions, right? So in order to see what's really happening on the blockchain, you need to go on a block explorer. When you send funds to your friends, you, you need to have that transaction hash that you need to send to your friend that, hey, I've transferred your funds. So that's why I, that's why I believe blocks, block explorers are very important because it gives you an understanding of what TPS is the blockchain doing right now? Like, let's say Solana uh, promises 50K, but is only doing about 2K. Why? So that, that's when you can go back and answer and understand questions. Or maybe because people are just not doing 50K transactions. Or when people were trying to do up to eight, I, I forgot the exact numbers, but when people were actually doing, trying to do a high number of transactions around eight to 10K, that's when it just, it just stopped. It just got stuck. 
So that's when you understand that, okay, this might be the problem and it's really not able to reach that much, or maybe it is able to reach that much. And then that's how you understand what the block height is. Um, whale transfers, uh, so many other things. It's, it's, I mean, I live my life on block explorers. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sure block explorers are very, very important to understand wallet holders, stakers, validators. How many, how many guys are currently validating on the blockchain? Are there only whales? So if there are only whales and if there are only three guys that are validating your tokens, validating the blocks uh, for the, for the, for the last six months and uh, for the future as well, then it's centralized. Because if these these six guys come together, they can actually go, not literally undo, but cancel transactions of their enemies or so, something of that sort. Obviously you need to know the um, public key of the guy that you hate, but that's how you understand from Solana, right? Firstly, you can just go on their documentation and see that, okay, in order for me to start a node on Solana, I need to spend at least at least up to fifty thousand dollars, or if if not more. Okay, that's that's the first thing. Now, how many tokens do I need to hold in order to realistically be able to validate blocks? So these are all of the things that you see and understand from Block Explorer, and that's why you're able to conclude that okay, in order to be a validator on on Solana to decentralize the network more, I need to spend at least anywhere up to 50K on, on the hardware. And then even if I buy tokens worth $250,000, I wouldn't be able to mine a block at least for the next three to six months. I need to hold tokens worth 500 to, to at least about a million, $1.5 million. I, I remember answering a really long question around this, but that was like, that was three months ago. That was like two, three months ago. And, and that's why I might be, I might not be the best with my numbers, but that's how you kind of understand that um, it's humanly not, not possible for people to validate blocks on the Solana. And then once when the glitch blockchain goes live and you see all of the validators that there are and you know, everything that's happening, then you'll be able to understand, okay, this is probably easier or maybe not, or, or what is happening. So from a user or a community's perspective, you just get a whole idea of what's happening from a validation perspective, from a transactions perspective, in terms of how many transactions are happening per seconds, in terms of holders, how many holders are there, are there real holders or are there holders who have you know small amounts of glitch tokens, in ter also in terms of what kind of rewards are being distributed by the revenue sharing world. So there are so many things that 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 the block explorer facilitates. Rohan, do you do you see? Um, I mean, I would imagine from like an economics perspective, it, to me, it makes sense that over time, as as glitch grows in popularity, the cost of being a validator would probably increase over time because there's only 21 validators. Am I understanding that correctly, though? Um, actually, in terms of hardware, that's something that we're trying to really nail down on. We don't want people to be running huge machines like ASICs or you know, anything of that sort in order to be able to be a, be a normal validator as well. Because there are many benefits to having a full node or a half node and you know all of these things. And many people, in order to do... Many people who have ethereum nodes and they know that they're never ever 
going to generate a revenue out of it, but still have nodes in order to do many different types of transactions, right? Um, in terms of glitch, we're trying to reduce the entry barrier as much as possible. And with the kind of um, the reputation and community more uh, voting that we were bringing in with the validators, we're trying to reduce it and 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 make it more accessible for for a person like you or me who just got onto the blockchain to be able to build a node, get started, and then eventually become a node. Uh, and this twenty one number will in the future keep increasing as and in when um, the foundations of the blockchain uh, is what we're really focusing on, right? Are are established like in terms of okay, the revenue sharing model works really well. Okay, we're we're able to achieve these many transactions. Okay, dApps are functioning very well. Let's start opening up now. Let's let's start allowing more and more nodes to. Um, come in and validate and you know decentralize the blockchain even more but i'm very sure that you know it's it's not going to stop or lock at, at 21 nodes for for the entirety okay um gotcha yeah thank you uh thank you for that that response um i did want to revisit the uh the chain link partnership that you guys have um, i had a few questions on that um I guess just like kicking it off at a high level, what what does your partnership look like with Chainlink currently in terms of utilizing services and, and the general integration that you guys have? Yeah, so there's a few things that I can say here. Um, so right now we plan to, so we haven't obviously integrated them yet. Um, we've just planned to integrate uh, with them. We did a, a collaborative thing back in uh, Q2 or early Q3 um if you you know remember that but basically what it is is that um we plan to integrate Chainlink of uh, uh, feeds to basically secure the decentralized governance model um and to provide uh developers on glitch with cryptographic guarantees that uh, all price data on the glitch network is always up to date and reliable right and so that also includes um, you know, market information, uh, like use cases like yield farms, insurance, decks, AMMs, et cetera, um, you know. Um, and so we're also facilitating uh, price reference token swaps as well um, from the glitch D apps to network participants and users, um, you know, and, and, and a lot of our uh, uh, use cases around Chainlink also will be through the GEX in the future. So, so, so again, it is a, an iterative process, um, and we hope to announce more um, uh, details around our integrations with Chainlink once we actually begin to integrate <laughs> their price feeds. You know, um, and, yep. and, 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 actually, and, yeah, yeah. To also add to this, um, uh, the the first real step of integration would be. To, to have Chainlink do what they're doing for Ethereum dApps exactly on the Glitch blockchain. So the first integration is on the um, core blockchain <clears throat> perspective in order to understand, okay, um, how are they able to, you know, integrate their whole processes into into this blockchain that we're, that we're working on, how easy it is. Once that's done, then obviously the data and the price feeds will be used, like Aram said, for the for the for the glitch uh, in native D apps that we are going to be working on, like the Gex and you know the wallet and then many others, and then it'll 
it will then grow into once we have more and more developers starting to build on the glitch blockchain they will come in and realize oh wow there's this chain link which is which is already uh, already uh, providing services for for the apps on many other blockchains is is also helping out with glitch so so interaction with blockchains or 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 you know this whole interoperability will also chime in and for from a developer's perspective it will be easy for you to work on your dab which you might probably have already done on let's say sushi swap right so it's, it's across multiple different blockchains so from a developer from sushi source perspective you'd be like okay there's chain link as well uh chain link on glitch so you know it makes my life a little more easier everything is much more accessible for me because you know chain link is across many different blockchains so connections or understanding what's happening in different blockchains is also easy for me so it it just makes your life easier when it comes to deployment of your dapp or your financial dapp on on top of the glitch network okay um gotcha so like officially you guys there's no partnership or integration with chainlink currently for glitch we no, have partnership we we're, we're officially a partner of of chainlink it's just that we're waiting on us to go mainnet first in order to begin the whole in- integration part uh, sides of things but we're, we're obviously in talks with them our teams are connected and you know we're closely in touch okay gotcha uh, uh by the way guys um i have a meeting to jump off on too so i think i'll leave this to hobi and ara and i'll see you all thanks yeah. for around, rohan yeah thank you so much rohan for your expertise and yeah, thank you for answering these questions Thanks, Thanks for being here. Thanks a lot, everyone. Thanks a lot for your time. I'll see you. Thank you. Um, I'll text you. Ara. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. Cheers. Um, Arms. Yeah, I'll kind of like these last few questions on Chainlink. Uh, like you said, you're you're a Link Marine. So I'm actually curious. Like, um, have you guys considered or thought about um, like will CCIP play a role within um, Glitch Protocol? Is that one thing you guys have kind of considered down the line, or if that would even even make sense to integrate? Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, leadership is talking about it. I mean, Rohan hopped off. I'm the marketing manager, so I won't be able to answer too many tech-specific questions. Um, moving, you know, uh, for the space now since he left. Um, but I know that there's a lot happening around Chainlink, um, and and we're going to plan to integrate. Uh, Chainlink articles on testnet and then mainnet and then multiple iterations on different things that we're doing with Chainlink and then a whole co-marketing campaign that we're planning behind the scenes too. So there's there's a lot that's coming up with you know things in regards to Chainlink, but we do have to first um, uh, launch the mainnet right and 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 then through different iterations, then we can begin to start integrating different aspects and and really bring the glitch protocol to life over the long term. You know and 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 so. That's kind of the plan. Awesome. Um, Mewtwo, do you, should we, uh, I mean, do we have time for community questions? I know there's a lot of glitch people um, tuning in. We typically do community questions. Is that something you guys um, have time for? Or Mewtwo, I'll pass it over to you to see. Yeah, we have a few. Uh, we have some time for some questions. I think I see, here, let me scroll down, let me suck. Uh, I think I see crypto plebs here as well. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if you guys know uh, or heard of crypto plebs, but we're doing some really, really cool things with them too. 
Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if you're able to, you know, have the, here, 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 here let me see. Oh, yeah. I'm so, actually, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm a crypto plebe myself. Oh, really? Maybe we can get him <laughs> on for a couple of minutes, making it, uh, uh, talk about what they're doing with the, uh, if, if, if they want to join. Yeah, sure. If they want to request, we, yeah. can, uh, we can bring them up. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So just Not hit that mic. My NFT bags. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's see if you can request it. Let me see. I've got two old crypto plebs. <laughs> okay. I think he's going to request it right now. Uh, yeah. You guys hear me? Yeah. 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 What's up? How's it going? Great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Thanks, Ron, for the setup. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. No worries. Uh, yeah. So just talk about what you're building and, and how Glitch plays a role in all that. Yeah, we've actually partnered with Glitch in the past um, and we ended up doing 11 plebs for their community. And I have to say it was absolutely insane. Like we had one of our plebs ended up going for 3.1 Ethereum. And the amount of support from the Glitch community is just insane. Like, uh, we partnered with Bancor before, but e even Bancor, I don't think they compared with Glitch in comparison. That's super dope. Yeah, uh, yeah. And for people that don't know, like, what CryptoPlebs is at a high level, do you want to tell, oh, tell yeah. the audience what it's about? Yeah, so CryptoPlebs are NFTs in which um, we're actually adding a gaming metaverse to the NFT space, um, which no other project has actually done. So what we're aiming to do is to bring other projects like Glitch and Bancor into the sandbox. That's our starting metaverse area. Um, and then we're looking to expand into a gaming suite. So we're going to be uh, kind of like a competitor to Gala Games, if you've heard of them and have sort of games like Axie Infinity where it's play to earn and we'll integrate plebs like our own NFTs into the game. Super sick, yeah, it's gonna be like a, is it like a two dimensional like Roblox type scenario? Uh, so Sandbox is 3D um, and most of our games are gonna be 3D but we're gonna implement 2D um, sort of like Axie Infinity is 2D or um, like a Street Fighter sort of games. But yeah, we're just gonna have a massive suite of games and we're working towards building that out. Yeah, our collaboration with Crypto Plebs has been awesome. I mean, uh, 3.1 ETH for the highest one. The floor, by the way, for all the glitch specific NFTs uh, sold, I think it was at a 0.6 ETH floor. So at, at the time valued at $2,800. Uh, we gave two of them out for free to, as well. Um, you know, so it's, 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 it's been really cool what we've been doing and what they're doing specifically is really cool too. And how they're integrating, um, glitch, um, into what they're doing for all the glitch plebe NFT holders. And yeah, I don't know if you want to jump more into that related to glitch specifically, if, if you wanted to share, uh, yeah. just like a quick minute blurb really fast. Yeah, so with Glitch, we're actually offering them a clubhouse. So we're giving additional utility to their um, the specific Glitch plebs where everyone that joins the actual sandbox land, they can go into a clubhouse. So it's like a bit of a nightclub slash bar area within the game. And then we're going to have quests within that. Um, I won't give too much detail about it because one of our quests is actually going to be pretty hidden. And we've actually left um, basically what we're creating in the game to our community and to Glitch, where we'll say to our community, we'll do a poll and say, all right, 
who wants to do um, like Fight Club Plebes. And so we actually had a poll on that. And so we started building like a quest system where we've got a Fight Club where you can use Glitch Plebes to fight each other and you've got to like knock them out. And the ultimate utility would be to get Glitch um, involved in like giving away tokens um, as we've built it out so their community can just hang and meet new uh, communities. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds dope. Definitely, uh, definitely uh, keep you up to date with what you guys are doing. We'd love to see it when it drops. Yeah, definitely. Should be, definitely be coming um, around December. Just got to wait on uh, the alpha to be finished with uh, Sandbox, and then we'll have everything set out. Let's go. Exciting. Congrats. Thanks. There you go. Yeah, would love to get into some community questions. I have about five minutes, and then I do have another meeting at 730. got to hop off. All right, guys. If you want to ask uh, the Glitch team some questions, just hit that request button. We'll kind of shoot through people to get multiple requests. During this uh, intermission, I just want to say thank you guys for uh, taking the time of your day to come on and, and ask some of these questions. Um, I, I know we're probably probing, or at least me, I know I was probably probing a little too far, uh, you know, for you guys pre-mainnet, but um, I appreciate you guys being willing to answer what you can. Oh, yeah, no worries. Yeah, we're still building, we're still testing, we're still going through it. You know, long term, it's an iterative process um, and, and, and things will slowly get released and out. And then all of a sudden, at the same time, you know, um, uh, you know, the future for Glitch is pretty bright. I mean, it really bright, truthfully, with everything that's coming up, um, with everything that will come up. Um, you know, it's 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 pretty exciting to see what's being developed on the back end in terms of tech, and it's also exciting to see what type of different opportunities we're we're getting in terms of marketing. And it's kind of all leading into the big. Um, you know, mainnet drop, um, and 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 the full utility of the entire glitch ecosystem. You know, I think it's going to be super powerful um, for the DeFi space. And finally, DeFi can have a niche specific network dedicated specifically for money market applications. You know, so it's pretty cool. Right on. I'm not. I'm not seeing any requests come through. Um, I guess, is there any like closing thoughts or anything like that people should look forward to for like the rest of Q4 and into 2022? Yeah, so obviously mainnet, um, right? And then so that's a big thing. Um, and then what's great is that we're doing a co-collaboration with Gpool. Um, so Gpool basically is the um, a launch pad, right? Our preferred launch pad. Um, and so the G pool is launching their staking platform sometime in December, uh, which is really, really cool. Um, and, and, and we co uh, built it with them. Um, and, and so that will drop at some point. Um, and, and there's a lot of cool things around G pool, um, you know, where G pool is basically, um, the launch, the, the preferred launch pad for all the projects that are going to be built on glitch. And there's going to be a lot of cool things around that as well. Um, some cool alpha that I can drop. We've already confirmed a few universities as well um, to do some sort of like educational programs and DeFi educational accelerators and uh, you know other uh, um, uh, uh, 
hackathons and other things that we're doing with those top universities. And we've already confirmed like, at, at least two of them so far. We're talking to three other different types of un universities. And so um, the goal basically is, is, is to provide a lot of education. And then um, the end goal really is, 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 is to uh, educate the students and, and have them deploy their decentralized applications on top of Glitch. And then we'll, and then we'll fund them. Um, we'll provide the funding through our Glitch Grants program. We started off at $2 million um, to begin the funding process, and then that'll increase over time. We'll add a lot more um, you know, USD to that allocation, um, but the end goal really is to, to drive development and adoption on the Glitch protocol through different educational programs, university programs, you know, hackathons, and other partnerships that we're currently forming with other big DeFi projects as well. So those really, really cool things are coming up. Lots to look forward to, um, and and really looking forward to all the adoption that inevitably will occur <laughs> based off all of our efforts. You know, so it's really really cool. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's awesome. It's uh, it's unfortunate we run out of time. We definitely had that on the agenda. Uh, but if you guys are tuning in, like go check out the website. Um, you guys also have a bounty program as well on top of that grant program. So um, if you're looking to build, uh, go check it out. Yeah, and, and that's uh, like glitch, uh, glitch finance, right? Yeah, glitch finance. Yeah, our our Twitter is at glitch protocol. And go ahead and give us a follow. Um, we drop all of our announcements there. The newsletter is coming up this weekend. Um, have a whole lot of new glitch community advocates, right? So if you want to help our growth initiatives, you can apply to be an advocate. Um, and then over the long term, we do provide. Rewards and glitch for equality contributions, right? And then, so if you're a developer as well, and you want to build uh, and 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 you want to build on the glitch network, um, the best way to get in contact with us um, is through the Glitch Grants program on our website, glitch.finance, um, and you can apply uh, to build on Glitch, and we'll review your 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 idea, um, and and we'll work together to bring it to life and fund it. So, yeah. Right on. Thank you both for coming on and everyone stay based. Yeah, thank Thanks, you. Guys. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you so much.